Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30, Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 6.30, Chad. It's 105 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Cam Moon, Derek Scott, Brendan Escott, all with you on Oilers Now. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. All season long, the Oilers Now injury report was presented by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, James Brown, Dot com. Uh, they're part of it. They're big supporters of the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Elks, and the Alberta Golden Bears. And it's this simple. They get you the best results. 20, uh, 250 years of experience when accidents happen. Go to jameshbrown.com. You know, Trent Brown, uh, in my opinion, and I know you saw him play as a member of the Edmonton yes. Eskimos, where he was an all-star safety t- uh, twice in the league and won a great cup in the 93 great cup. I would assert to you that Trent Brown, Cam Moon, mm-hmm. And Ben Thompson, the former Medicine Hat Tiger, yes. for the life of me, I can't figure out why these guys aren't. Like, the U of A has a sports wall of fame, but one of their conditions... Are those guys not on it? They are not in the wall. Of, like, like Trent wow. Brown's probably the best football yeah. player the program's had in the last 40 years. Ben Thompson, frankly, a more impactful player than Derek Ryan, who went on to play in the National Hockey League. Like, Derek's had an unbelievable career. Ben Thompson... You know, literally snatched victory from the jaws of defeat from the Saskatchewan Huskies back in 2005. But here's the problem for both guys. They didn't graduate at the U of A. So they have this rule where you... Oh, okay. okay. Now, you you don't have to be a coach that graduated at the U of A. You just have to coach at the U of A. So you could, like Don Horwood came from a more... Don Horwood's one of the greatest guys you'd ever meet in your life. Unbelievable personality, right? Well, obviously, he's in the sports wall of fame. He's a legend. So the coaches don't have to, but you could be a student athlete that plays three or four years. In the case of Trent Brown, go on and finish your law degree at the University of Saskatchewan and then come back and practice law. But if you don't have a degree from the U of A, they don't give you a wall of fame, does it? It seems kind of counterproductive to me. I, I, mean? I, I didn't realize Ben Thompson went to play pro before he was done. Yeah. Yeah, he went to the yeah. American Hockey. Yes. And this 
people say, ah, Stafford, shut up. I want to <laughs> know about the Oilers. Well, this does tie into the Evans Oilers. Because after Ben Thompson went to play for Rob Dom in the Houston uh, Arrows yeah. in the American Hockey League, uh, which uh, German team did he play for? For multiple years? Yes. Is that Ravensburg? Is Ra- that how yes. you, Am I saying that right? Yes. And okay. you want to click on to see who the head coach was on that team? No, that wouldn't be... Um, oh, yes, it would be. In the old six degrees that, uh, of separation. Leon's father, the yes, head coach Peter, of that team? Peter Drysaddle. And what number did Ben Thompson wear for the Medicine Hat Tigers and the Alberta Golden Bears? 29. Two-niner. Because I always wondered, why did Drysaddle <laughs> wear 29? And lo and behold, because the... The player that worked with him the most when he was a kid. Is that right? Was, isn't it? Did that's, you ever uh, think about the confluence of how guys end up in certain places? That's unbelievable. Well, here's another one for you. Um, Peter Dreisaitl, the first shootout that occurred in the Olympics was between Germany and Canada. And Peter Dreisaitl shot against Sean Burke. In 88? Uh, it might have been 92. Oh, okay. okay. Okay, in 92. So here's the catch with all that. All right. Uh, so we know Leon Dreisaitl ended up playing his hockey at Edmonton. Guess where Sean Burke's son, Brendan Burke, ended up playing hockey? Well, he played for the Bears. He played for the Bears. After he's done in the Western. After he's done in the WHL. Yep. yep. And Sean Burke uh, will be, I don't know if it's official yet, but he'll be, or Brendan Burke will be named the goalie coach for the Portland Winterhawks as uh, he's going to be taking over that gig. So. He is a former Portland Winterhawk. There you go. Uh, by the way, you did all those years with the Red Deer Rebels, 22 yeah. years. Uh, what ha- off-season coaching change taking place there? Yeah, uh, Steve Konowalczyk, uh, he elected to not come back. Yeah, because he, he had a good year, right? They, did yeah, they... no, they had a good year. They they won the first round. They lost the second round uh, to Saskatoon. Although they were up three nothing in that series, and they lost wow. the next four. But wow. uh, yeah, I know Steve was uh, saying family reasons. I think his family was uh, still south of the border, and yeah, he'd done it for a couple of years. So that, that's tough. It's tough when you're you're separated for that long. Yeah. So I understand. Well, some would say that helps relationships, but not everybody. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know how that goes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right. Uh, it's, it's, so it's always interesting. We've got lots of different perspectives here in the Ashley Fine Flores text line. It's 780-496-0063. Our Oilers Now headliner today is Camoon for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And we want to mention to you that guests in the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite Tepon Yaki Steak Restaurant. Book your your celebration for the census at jvedmonton.ca. Uh, Jason from San Gudo says, Bob, uh, you could tie Abraham Lincoln back to the University of Alberta. <laughs> Jason's been listening to the show a lot. Uh, for a long time. <laughs> for a long time. I would be hard-pressed to tie Abe Lincoln. I can tie... Um, Clarence, I, I can tie Clarence Campbell okay. back to the U of A. I think if you sat he around, you... the University of Alberta. So, oh, okay, that's easy. I think you could do it though if you were given a little bit of time. And Zach has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, we have a small hockey chat room where we discuss Oilers games. All Oilers fans. The consensus was that Campbell should have started Game Five. Well, the Oilers won Game Four, Four One. 
and Stuart Skinner played pretty well. But anyways, he goes, number one, the team wouldn't have had the back against their all. They still had a game six. And he, uh, okay, this is the rationale behind it. The team wouldn't have had their back against the wall. They still would have had a game six to play. And we would know then if he was up to the task without losing the series if he wasn't. Number two, Skinner looked tired and then never played that many consecutive playoff games. And Zach adds, number three, Campbell had playoff experience and we didn't give him a chance to see if he had gotten his game back, which seemed uh, to be the case at the end of the season. Uh, hmm. Hmm. I mean, you know what? If that was your suggestion at that time, that is a rational. And I and, and, and I think as a result of what's happened this year, I wonder if that goes into the planning. Like my expect, what happened with Vegas? They thought they had a good team. They brought most of the team back. They were injury riddled. They missed the playoffs a year ago, and now they're one game away from the Stanley Cup final. Unfortunately for fans in oil country, I believe Edmonton's got a pretty good team too. I believe we're going to be able to make some noise. Um, yes, I am coming. Don't worry about that. Thank you. <laughs> it never ends. It never ends. Uh, never ends over there. Please reply okay to confirm. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow after the show. Thanks okay. a lot. Okay? There. All right. You can probably figure out what it is. Oh, I, I what, could, what you, I could you, lob a few guesses. Well, I mean, to just take a look. It's the longest <laughs> it's been in <laughs> 27 years, so. Yeah. Getting a haircut tomorrow, Derek. Is that okay? Did I get the thumbs up over there? I think so, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, it's I mean, looking a little long. Yeah, a little long, and you know what? It's 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 got no cheater in it right now, so it's got sort of that weird hue. It, it just it's got like, a hue? Yeah. You got a hue? Yeah. Well, <laughs> There's a hue. I, I, I guess I shouldn't really be saying too well, much. I, I, would, I wouldn't complain if yes. I was in your situation. You, no. I would not complain. I have hair, but the gray is starting to break through because I haven't had any uh, color in it for the last seven weeks. So, oh. yeah. Go uh, go blonde or, or something. Hey, oh, just I like, you're, like it's not, playoffs I, in junior. Look, no, you know who, like Tom Gazzola, he pulled that off when he got the perm done. That was amazing. But he pulled it off because he's good looking and he's young and he's fit. When you're not good looking anymore, or maybe just, perhaps never were. Just make it, yeah, bright blonde. Bright blonde? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Uh, anyways, the texter makes a valid <laughs> point. That, that is. It I, is a valid point. Yes. Next year, we'll see what happens. Um, Randy uh, says, uh, Zach coming off uh, Skinner's best game of the playoffs in Game 4, and you would have started Campbell in Game 5. Come on, how does that make any logical sense from Randy? I, you know what, Randy? I think that's how the majority of people would think. Now, here's the thing. If Campbell starts Game 5 and you get shelled and then all the pressure's on Skinner in Game 6 and you lose, everybody's ripping the coach for starting Campbell in Game 5. Can we agree on that? Yes. Okay. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. West says, Bob and Cam, after being pulled four times during the playoffs, that means Campbell should have been in for games five and or guys five and six against Vegas. Again, Skinner won game four, four one, and played pretty well in that game. Uh, Campbell has playoff experience and works under pressure. Skinner still needs time to get to that stage. Also, I believe the Oilers need a new goalie coach. The funny thing about the goalie coach is the coaches. And there's been a bunch of them, but specific to McClelland, Tippett, um, and Woodcroft all have spoken quite highly of Stuart Skinner. Like, they think he's pretty good. So here's the thing. I'm not a goaltending coach guru. You know who is? is? Is Burke, right? Clearly, Sean Burke knows goalies. But when you have lot, when you have certainly the two experienced coaches between McClelland 
and Tippett, they both really liked Schwartz. It's kind of tough to argue otherwise. Like, if they're comfortable with them, that tells us something. Dustin right? works hard. Right? And and they have experience. So take it for what it's worth. It doesn't mean you have to agree. Yeah. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, got to go Saravalli. Oh, go for the all-silver look with the hair. Oh, oh, yeah. By the way, did you, you can s- try that? Did you see the stuff that Saravalli put out on the league, the NHLPA, looking at the uh, fact that Wasserman represents Dubas as well as players? No, so I did not. What, you know an NHL player yep. agent is not allowed to represent a coach or a manager? Yes. So Bill Scott, who works for the Edmonton Oilers, his father, Gil Scott, represents several NHL head coaches. As an example, he's represented Bruce Boudreau. He represents Todd Nelson. He represents Barry Trotz, okay? Because, but he's not allowed to represent any NHL players. Part of the reason why this happened is because of what happened with Alan Eagleson. Alan Eagleson was supposed to be representing Jimmy Harrison, Oh, by the way, he represented the Chicago Blackhawks and Bob Pulford, and Jimmy Harrison got screwed on a settlement for a back injury, and that's part of what ultimately undermined, and Bill Wirtz had a lot of power in the league at that time in Chicago. It's funny how a couple times that's happened with Chicago, where there's been some investigation into some stuff, and where either ownership or presence, like John McDonough had a lot of power in Chicago. We haven't heard anything, anything through the entire storyline of you know what was with the Kyle Beach thing which is just yeah. brutal so what did what did Frank put out Frank just put out a tweet right now saying okay. the NHLPA wants to look at this thing with Kyle Dubas being represented by Wasserman which is a huge agency well, all the while Wasserman represents Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid oh that's hmm. pretty that's what do you think of that that's interesting. That, that is really interesting. Frank gets to the bottom of a lot of a stuff. Lot of stuff. <laughs> John Shannon coming up. We're going to keep going. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. I'll ask Cam whether or not it's been fluke, or is that just hockey with what the Florida Panthers have done when we return. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. All right, so uh, we ran some numbers for you. It's 121 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Cam Moon with you, Oilers Now. Derek Scott is uh, manning the board for us. Brendan Escott uh, down at Elks today. He'll be rejoining us tomorrow. Guests on tomorrow's show will include Elliot Friedman and Louis DeBrusque. Elliot for Abe's Door Service. Louis DeBrusque for GCL Diesel. We're working on one other a significant guest as well. Matt S. has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Again, we, we, we ran the numbers. Like the Oilers, 17th in goals against this year, 18th a year ago. But in the final 40 games of the year, when Edmonton had the best record in the league, um, the Oilers were 13th in goals against. And in the final 21 games of the year, after they acquired uh, Matias Ekholm, Edmonton was 9th. And at the 40-game mark, those final 40 games, 36 of the 40 games, DeHarnay played. So it was a different-looking defense in the back half of the year. Matt says, Bob, 100%, I would have started Jack Campbell for Game 6. It was not hard to see Skinner had been fighting the puck and was tired for sure. Now we got to wait another 82 games till we see what Campbell has to offer us come playoff time. Cheers, guys. Well, I think you and me both think there's going to be an open competition next year at the start of the year. Yeah, as there should be. As there should be. Okay. I got to read you just, just, so the Florida Panthers camp came in 17th. 
Yeah. Uh, the Oilers played them twice this year, beat them both games, uh, tied a game late where Bouchard scored and with the goalie pulled in Edmonton. Uh, one down there in Florida. They always win in Florida for whatever reason. Um, the Panthers basically got in because Pittsburgh blew it. Yes, they did. Did you read that story? <laughs> oh, did I? The one on the Athletic? Yeah. Oh, boy. Boy, that's all a, the behind the scenes they got the of chainsaw. the they got the chainsaw on oh, that baby, did didn't they? Ever they carved Ron Hextall and Brian Burke open oh. in that story? Yes. Here's the stat du jour with the Florida Panthers. In the first round of the playoffs, Sergey Bobrovsky replaced Alex Lyon. He went three and one as the uh, Panthers rallied. Right, they were down. Uh, uh, two games to one in the series when Bob went in there. Bob went 3-1 and one with a 3.94 goals against average, 8.91 save percentage. So not great numbers, but he got the wins. Then, in the next two rounds, here we go. He's 8-1, and one, a 1.51 goals against average with a 9.54 save percentage. It's crazy. I got news for you. If uh, Skinner had gone uh, 9.54... In round two, the Oilers might have swept the Vegas Golden Knights in four straight games. Yeah, that's how important the goaltending is. Right. It's it's a, it's a significant thing. Huge. So, <laughs> I know Natural Statric had Carolina with more chances, more high danger chances. But the difference is Bobrovsky's making these amazing saves and holding his team in. Right. Next thing you know, you, you get a goal here and there, and Matthew Kachuk pulls a few of them out of nowhere. And next, you, you've you've won the series four straight, but it didn't feel like four straight. They've yeah. Well, in the sixteen games that they've played in the playoffs, okay, in the sixteen games, based on expected goal score, they're supposed to have won four of the sixteen right. games. That's what goaltending will do. That's what goaltending do. Remember a couple of years ago, the Oilers and the Jets. And the Oilers lose three in overtime, and uh, and Hellebuck had what a nine fifty. He had a nine fifty against Edmonton that year. Yeah, there you go. I think no, that's... And, and in fairness, uh, the writers, a couple of writers, including Speck, went after Connor and Leon after the Chicago series, where neither team's goaltending was any good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But the Oilers had two. Not, remember, people, and you, this is not revisionist history. These are facts. I don't believe either of the Oilers' two goaltenders, Mike Smith or Miko Kosk, not a lot of guys actually wanted to play. Like, there were guys over in Europe that did not want to come back to North America. We didn't know what was going on with COVID. I mean, I'm going to get former defenseman Mark, see, I told you, stop, the numbers are, and you know what, as we're getting more information, um, you know, for the people out there that thought maybe there was an overreach from certain organizations out there, be it government-related and who is getting paid off and all that, well, okay. You might have a little bit more credibility in that conversation today than you had two years ago. I think that's fair to say that there's been some more statistical information to suggest that certain countries and certain governments maybe did overreach and companies overreached as well. Uh, Whatever the case, I'm here to tell you, I know that there were some players who did not think we were going to play out of a bubble in 2020. The Oilers lost the series to Chicago. Nobody's goaltending was any good. McDavid and Dreisaitl combined for 15 points, and we had people criticizing their performance in four games. And I'm like, well, wait a sec here. I mean, there were some other areas. Bottom line is we watched the Leafs' core four score three goals in five games. Connor and Leon scored 11 of the Oilers' 19 goals. They didn't get enough scoring. 
Staples said yesterday he thought the Oilers were unlucky against Vegas in games five and six. What do you think of that? I would think there's there's absolutely something to that. I, I would say right now, further to, further to that, the Florida Panthers are incredibly lucky. There is some of that in the playoffs. The margins are, are way for thin. Goaltending can swing a series, but there's also a, a randomness to it that's a little yeah. unnerving, to tell you the truth. It is. When you're trying to ride the wave that... Uh, when a team gets on a bit of a streak, there is some luck involved. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, Coach Mike says, Bob, uh, would Mooner have started Campbell in Game 6 while we have the answer? He says he nope. would have started Skinner. No, I would have started Skinner. He goes, Skinner. Bob, Winnipeg swept the Oilers, and they got swept themselves. Well, think about what happened. Okay? Carey Price in goal for Montreal, and Mark Shifley took himself out of the series late in Game 1. And Winnipeg never rebound. Always an emotional team, the Winnipeg Jets. It's one thing I'll say about Winnipeg. Even with an excellent goaltender in Connor Hellebuck. Um, uh, Bob, oh, Bob as a platinum blonde would be too close to Pamela Anderson. Oh, yeah. And plus, Bob loves Roos Chris Steakhouse. What, what's he saying? Like, I'd look too much like Pamela Anderson if I got blonde hair? I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know about that either. That's a bit of a reach. I'm, and I'm here right now to tell you, I, I think that's a stretch. Uh, here we go. Bob, what do you think of Rod Brindamore's comments on how his team didn't lose four games? As a Homer Reuter fan, I can 100% that the Avs and the Jets both sweeped us and we lost a little bit of revisionist history in Carolina. Um, I, felt, I, I felt Colorado was demonstratively better than Edmonton last year. Okay, I do think if McDavid or if Drysaddle and Nurse had been 100 percent healthy, maybe they could have won a game. And Mike Smith didn't have a very good series. He didn't against Colorado. Like they scored a lot of goals. I mean, they lost the game in overtime. Ah, against Winnipeg, I didn't think Winnipeg was way better than no letters. Right? No, but I can understand why Rod Brindamore feels that way. They had the puck a lot. They were out shooting and out chancing the opposition. So you feel like at some point, okay, you lost the first one. Now we got to get it to turn, and it never did. 75 53 were the shots on goal in the final two games for Edmonton over Vegas, and they lost those two games. And at the end of the day, you'd say Vegas was better in the regular season, and they were a little bit better in the margins in the playoff series yeah. as well. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Evan Cook, Cam Moon's going to stay with us, and we got John Shannon up next.